You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. How Twitter Became My Sacred Space by Molly Jungfast I woke up one day at age 38 and realized I was the worst kind of bored housewife. My kids were old enough to no longer need me. My amusing-ish satirical novels were largely being unread, and my life had become a dull hum of paint colors and upholstery. I live on New York's Upper East Side, where everyone shares the same small, incredibly specific concerns. Private schools, vacations, and getting our husbands to notice us. I was drowning in provincialism. And so, like any well-adjusted person, I took to the internet. I went to Twitter originally to express my displeasure at the way the President of the United States was running things. I was devastated by the election and looking for a fight of a genteel sort. My ranting was largely futile, like yelling at the guy who works in the Verizon store about bad cell phone coverage. But suddenly, I wasn't alone, and I wasn't talking about upholstery. I came for the hostility, but was slowly seduced by the community of a sacred, and sometimes profane, space. Sure, the climate apocalypse was coming, and democratic norms were being destroyed. But I was making friends. I followed people who shared a similar sensibility, but there were others. There was the NBC reporter I became friends with by trolling him for going on Fox News. I followed an anonymous parody account who turned out to be an adorable single father with a kid the same age as mine. I became friends with hackers, charlatans, and members of the deep state. People in my real life were worried about study skills and selling school-branded sportswear. People on Twitter were worried about immigrant children being pulled from their parents. I came from a family that wrote about everything, all the time. When I was growing up, my mother, Erica Jung, constantly wrote about me, so I didn't have the same kind of relationship with privacy that normal people did. A few weeks ago, my eldest son, whom I call Woke Teenage Son on Twitter, had a flare-up of his Crohn's disease. It was a Sunday. I took him to the hospital and watched him be wheeled into surgery to be treated for a disease he had inherited from me, from my bad genes. It was a soul-destroying moment. Can I tweet about this? I asked him. Absolutely, unequivocally not, he said sharply, right before the anesthesia began to take hold. So I didn't. I sat in the hospital waiting room, unmoored, 
I had embraced Twitter and the life of extreme online living, and by doing so, I had found the connectedness that I desperately needed. I called some people, but it didn't feel the same as being in my community. I knew it wasn't my trauma to share. It was his. So I tweeted about politics, but felt like a fake. I didn't want to talk about politics. I wanted to be consoled. And I realized that is what I'd been coming to Twitter for. My son came out of surgery, and a few hours later, he was complaining about the cellular service in the hospital. I too survived, but it was a stark reminder of how emotionally dependent I was on this odd bit of technology and the world it contained. Hope you enjoyed this spoken edition of Wired News. And if you'd like more, search for Wired Science and Wired Business. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.